So, we've been talking on Wednesday nights about what? Who? Who? Yeah, he, he remembers. Who? What's your name? Charles? Chuck. Chuck. Charles. Chucky? No. Not Chucky. Okay. <laughs> Chuck. Not Chuckles either. Okay. <laughs> but he remembered that. Who are you? Um, and you know, you, you hear me say this a lot, but I can't encourage you enough to really do everything you can in your life to not become bored with the Word. Because if you get bored with the Word, and then all of a sudden you don't have time for any Word, then what happens is your seeing gets clouded, your hearing, your ability to perceive and discern and have right discernment gets all messed up. Don't ever get bored with the Word. Don't ever allow yourself. I'm, you say, well, you know, can, can that happen? I mean, do it. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I've gotten bored with the Word. Anybody gotten bored with the Word ever before? I've gotten bored with it at different times in my walk with God. Just don't let it happen. Just stop it, you know. And, and you just do that by just doing it. You do it by reading it. You know, you do it by confessing it, by praying it. You just do it. Just, just keep doing it. Even when you don't feel like it, just keep doing the Word because the entrance of His Word brings light and illumination and understanding and, and discernment and, and, and the ability to have right perception in life. You know, Because as, as a person thinks or sees something, that's the way it is to them. But if our perception's twisted and off, it's got to be changed. And the entrance of the Word is what does that. It changes it. So, it's really important that along the way that you are able to answer this question. Who are you? Who are you personally, individually in your life? Who... who who has God created you to be? You've, you've got to know that. You've got to become convinced of it. And, and the only way? The entrance of His Word. The, His Word gives you and, and marks out the plan and the destiny that He had for you even before you were. So, tonight I just I, I want to look at a couple things. And um, And as I did last week, I just want to read from the Word about what the Word says about you. Okay? Who are you? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says, For He made Him, the Father made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Okay? So, as I read that for myself, it says, For God the Father made Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin on behalf of Bert Wimberley, that Bert Wimberley might become the righteousness of God in Him. So, who am I? I am the righteousness of God 
in Christ Jesus. And we defined that over the last couple of weeks. We defined righteousness as, as, being, as, as being right based on how God sees you. Being what God made you to be. And, and until that's formed on the inside of you, you can be to, your, to you, you can be a loser. You know, you can be, you know, you can be a failure. Um, you, you can be uh, anything that mistakes or, or the cares of the world or the, or, or, or the things in life that choke the Word out in your life. All those things will dictate to you if you don't get an understanding of what righteousness is and that that's who you are. You are the righteousness of God not because of how good you were and, and all the good things that you've done. It's because of what He did. And that is just plain and simply the way God wants you to live for the rest of your life. He wants you to believe that. No matter what. No matter your mistakes. You know, He's not counting your mistakes against you. you. You will, if you don't realize this, you'll count those things against you, and other people will. Other people will remind you of the mistakes that you've made and, and, and try to reinforce that, you know, you know I, I don't know about you, you know, and I don't know that God could do anything with you because you did this. And see, that, 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 that's a false perception. It's a wrong perception of who God is. It doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. I don't mean that we live our life and just be ugly and do ugly things just, just for the sake of doing it. But mistakes that we've made, we've made because we didn't know this. The mistakes we made is because we don't know who we are. I am... Bert Wimberly is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Why? Because He made me that. So, if I'm righteous, then why don't I always do everything right? Because, because the righteousness that I operate in is His. But now, I've taken ownership of it, and the more I take ownership of His righteousness, then, then I walk it out. So, I am right with Him because of what Jesus did, and so spiritually, I'm empowered to, to begin to make right choices in life, but I won't make those right choices even though I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, I won't make those right choices if I don't spend time in the Word and allow the Word to bring this illumination that makes me aware of it when I don't feel that way. See, when you're on top of the mountain and everything's good and all the juices are flowing and everything seems to be right, that's one thing. But when you're down and, and you feel like you're in a valley and, and you feel like everything's screaming at you and you feel, feel like you're the worst thing on the planet, that's when you need the entrance of the Word to remind you that you're right with God because of what He did, not because of what you struggled through. And what it does is it empowers us to be able to turn the tables on those things and begin to make right choices. So, who are you? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. All of you sitting in here tonight could sit 
one by one and try to convince me that I'm not the righteousness of God in Christ and it wouldn't work. We could stay here for the next three days and it wouldn't work. I'm convinced. I am. I am that I am that I am. Another thing that the Bible says that I am is found in Romans 8 and verse 17. Well, You just need to go back and read the rest of it, and I'll just kind of preface it. But verse 17 says, well, verse 16 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with my spirit, and and I'm making this personal, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this so it's personal. So the Spirit Himself, the Spirit of God, bears witness with my human spirit that I'm a child of God. Who am I? I'm a child of God. And if I'm a child, watch this, then I'm an heir, an heir of God, and I'm a joint heir with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we also may be glorified together. There's a whole other piece to that last part, but that's not where my focus is tonight. There's a whole other piece to that that's really powerful. We'll get into that in, in the next couple of messages that we preach on this. But my human spirit, I am a spirit. I have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. God made me that way, and I live in a physical body. You can't be here. Brian couldn't be here if Brian wasn't in Brian's body. Right? So I'm a spirit. My identity is spirit because I'm identified with Christ because I know who I am. I'm identified with Him. So my, so my identity is spirit. I have a mind, will, and emotions and I live in a body. Okay? And the Holy Spirit, if I will pay attention to Him, if I will develop my, my praying in other tongues and praying in the Spirit as we've talked about as of late as we've prayed for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's a reason. If I will pray in the Spirit, He will constantly remind me that I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I, I, I'm a child of Herb and Sandy Wimberly. And that was my first birth. But when I got born again, I became a born again child of the living God. He's my daddy. I'm his boy. I'm his boy. And you know what? You know what? He is so proud of me. And I've made some really big mistakes in my life. I've made some doozies. But he is so proud of me. You know why? Because I hear him tell me that. You're my boy. Spirit of God reveals to me I'm I'm, I'm a child. See? I'm not, you know, I'm not some wayward thing. I'm not some leftover thing. I'm not something that, that is not wanted. God never made any of us 
that he didn't want. He created you with image and with passion and, and with purity and with wholeness. And he created you with a purpose to have a destiny and a plan to accomplish it all. And every day of your life, if you'll pray in the Spirit and you'll listen to him, he'll tell you, man, you're my boy, you're my girl. I love you. And you'll hear him say that. And it just, it does something to you. When, when you have times when you feel overwhelmed mentally in your soul and you can pray in the Spirit and go beyond what your mind is saying to you and you can hear His voice, I mean, whew, it, just, it just makes you, it just does something. I mean, it makes you perk up. It, it's like makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. When I, when I just even talk about it right now, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Thinking about that voice when it seems like there's no answer and then you pray through and he tells you and it works every single time but it's not just that see verse 17 if i'm if i'm his boy hmm, then i'm an heir what does that mean i have a right to everything that's his and not only am i an heir and I have a right to everything that's his, but I'm a joint heir. Get this, I'm a joint heir. I'm a joint heir to Christ. Now watch this. Watch. He didn't say Jesus. He said Christ. And the difference is, Christ isn't Jesus' last name. Christ represents the one that was prophesied that would come, the anointed one that would liberate all of mankind and bring mankind back to a place where they had this intimate fellowship with God where they could hear His voice. You see? And, and, and because I'm a joint heir with the anointing and that empowerment, There's not anything I can't do. See, because I can do all things through Christ, okay? Through the anointing. Why? Because I'm a joint heir. Why? Because I'm, a, I'm His boy. I'm His boy. I'm His boy. Who am I? I'm His boy. And He's proud of me. And it doesn't matter what I've done. Because you'll stay doing what you're doing that ain't right. You'll keep doing it if you don't realize these different things that you are. I'm a child, right? I'm one with His Spirit. I'm, a, I'm an heir, but I'm also a joint heir with the anointing. So I have access to everything the Father has. He made it... <laughs> This is the last will and testament of the Lord Jesus. Anybody ever been to a, the reading of a will? Somebody dies and there's a reading of the will. Lawyer has it. He starts reading and this is what belongs to so-and-so. and This is what belongs to so-and-so. and So-and-so -so gets mad because so-and-so got something that so-and-so didn't, you know. But see, see, this is to whosoever. See, when I put my name in here, your name's there too if you choose. So this is for whosoever believes. So this is the, the last will and testament 
of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're reading what belongs to us. I'm His boy. I have access to everything that's His. I have access to everything that is His. And I have the power to see it come to pass because of what Jesus did. Not, not because of what I did. Not because I've done it all right from day one. Hey, we can all stand up here and talk about what we haven't done right. But that's not where our focus is. Our focus today is on how big He is and what He's done so that I can overcome. Who are you? Who am I? I'm everything I've been telling you because the Bible's just, it's, it's like never ending of telling us everything that we are. And if we don't know who we are, then we stay in a place where the devil will whip us and torture us and beat us and cause us to live in fear and discouragement and feel worthless and no good and feel like a loser and never have self-esteem and never rise to the level and it's like everybody else can do it, but I never will. That's not who we are. I'm telling you, I don't have to know anything about your life, but I'm telling you today, everything I just mentioned is not who you are. You're everything I'm telling you right here. Everybody. There's no respecter of person. I don't care where you're born, what color you are, what, how old you are, how short you are, how tall you are, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's no respecter of person. He's a respecter of people that will embrace what he said and make it a part of them. Because all you're doing is what, what you're making a part of you is what you were created to be. Another one. What time is it? 749. I'll just tell you this. If you come in here and you bring your iPads and all this stuff, there's free Wi-Fi. You're hooked up and you didn't even know it. I was just free. <laughs> and and this this is one of one, one of my favorite passages. I used to read it all the time. I preached in the first probably 10 or 15 years we lived here. I preached it all the time. It was Colossians chapter 2 and starting with verse 9. Verse 9 through 12. For in Him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form, is what it's saying. And you, Bert Wimberley, is complete in Him. Who is the head of all principality and power. Bert Wimberley is complete in Him. And in Him dwells all of the fullness of God, all that God is in the fullness of Him, is in Him. And, and he said, in this verse right here, I mean, he, he, he literally said this. He said, and I am complete in Him. Meaning, there's nothing missing, nothing destroyed, nothing broken, there's not anything in me that doesn't have the ability to arise above anything that I face. Because of the fullness that's in Him, I'm complete in Him. But remember, 
See, so who am I? I am complete in Him. Why? Because I'm His boy, right? I'm His child. Because of the Spirit of God that's in, on the inside of me, I'm an heir. Not only am I an heir, but I'm a joint heir. And because of that, I am complete in Christ. So, so could it be, could it be that we've spent too much of our lives trying to become something instead of learning to be who we are? See, the things I'm telling you, if you can put your name there, and let's just say tonight, this is the first time you've ever heard this said, and you can put your name there, then that's who you are. And not because you figured it all out. Not because, you know, not, not because you straightened everything up. For years, I, I, I would share things with people and, and, and minister to them and try to get them born again. And, and so often people would come to me and say, yeah, but you don't know my life and you don't know what I've done and you don't know all these things. And one day the Lord said, you know, just, just tell them that I don't need to know. He does and He'll take them all. And, and as I begin to take ownership of that in the form of salvation and helping people to understand that, man, people got born again all the time. And that's what happens. People want it when, when we don't have to try to do it. See? Because, man, you put that try to do it thing on people, man, they're going to quit before they start. You know? Well, you, you know, if you do all this and you get rid of all this, what I found out is when I start walking in who he says I am, it's like things that aren't right, they begin to fall off begin to fall off of me. I mean, I have to make a choice for those things to fall. But, you, when, but it's a whole lot easier to make the choice to lay something down when you got the power and you know who you are than it is just trying to get rid of something. Could it be we spent too much of our lives trying to become something that we already were? God wants us to be. How, how do you just be his boy or his girl? How, how do you just be that? Yeah. We were born that way. But how do you, how on a day-to-day -day basis do you just be that? You know? And, and, and I just reiterate again to you this, that you can't be that, okay? No, I'm not going to say can't. I don't like saying can't. I can do all things. Say that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, let's don't say I can't. Okay? I'm, I'm correcting myself. So, why, why did I say I can't? <laughs> yes, yes. So, so... As I said earlier, it's difficult to be who you are when you're meditating on something that you're not. Okay? So, so if, I'm, if I'm reading and spending all my time listening to all this stuff and fear and everything else, and that's, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm, not a, 
I, God didn't create me to be a fearful person, but in, in my upbringing, I, I, I grew up in fear, you know, and, and fears of different kinds of things. I mean, some, some people are afraid of the dark. Other people, they're not afraid of the dark or people or anybody else. They're, they're afraid uh, and, and in fear of failure. You know, or they're in, they're in fear of men or people in authority or those kind of things. A lot of people are afraid of all different kinds of things. But if you're meditating all day on what they're saying out there, then they're going to tell you things that this Word won't tell you. And you'll, you'll, you, can't, you, you don't have... Not I can't. You don't have the capability of arising above situations when your meditation is on other things other than the Word. And you have to just develop that. You're not going to just, you know, quit doing life. I'm not talking about that. And you're not going to just get rid of certain things. You know, it's not that everything's bad. It's just, if it's not the Word, it's not going to enlighten you and illuminate things in your life that need to change. It, it won't do it. There's not the capability of overcoming without the strength and the power of the Word. See, because the Word just told you that you are His boy and His girl. So you, you wouldn't have known that if, if, you'd have, if, if, you were, if you were at the movie tonight watching uh, Skyfall. I mean, I love it. It's a great movie, you know. But it's not going to tell you what I just told you. You will not get that. James Bond will not reveal those kind of things to you. I'm just telling you. It's a great movie. You know, I'm just saying, see, if that's all you meditate on, then you get at the end of a two and a half hour movie and you go home and you, 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 your body and your flesh and your soul got entertained, but nothing got built up in your spirit. You see? So, so I'm not saying, I mean, I like good movie like anybody else. Okay? But that can't be my diet of life. Because if it's my diet, then there's no change. And, and I'm going to believe what I've believed all my life. If I've all my life believed I was a loser, then I'm going to continue to believe that because there's no entrance of something to make the change. That's what the Word brings. Almost done. So, um, Romans 3, and I'm going to end with these last statements here. Romans 3, I don't know why I just keep thinking about this as I'm preaching. How, how, many, how many in here tonight, you've been thinking about getting water baptized on the 20th? Yeah? Anybody else? Anybody else been thinking about it? Okay, a couple people. All right. Encourage people that have never been water baptized to at least bring your clothes. Okay? And you can just leave them in the car and just, if you don't want to get baptized, but, but be thinking about it. Or maybe you've been water baptized before, but I'm, I'm, I'm dedicating that whole Sunday to water baptism. And I, I, I don't know, man, I mean, something is stirring in me about water baptism. So, so make sure to bring you some clothes and just leave them in the car and if you don't want to do it but but you may hear something and I, and you may have already been water baptized 
But what I'm going to share with you, you, you may want to be dunked twice. Amen? Anyway. Where did I tell you? Romans 3. Okay, almost done. 23 and 21. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption of through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. There's a lot said here, but I'm just trying to get these last two verses. The redemption that is in Christ, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. That's a bunch said, okay? You have to go back and read all that. But this is the point I'm going to make through all that. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And he brought that about. And what he brought about was redemption. He redeemed me. He redeemed me from one thing. And place me into another thing. Okay? And, and I, just, I just wrote down several things that He's redeemed you from. He's redeemed you from spiritual death. He redeemed you. Now, if people really go to hell, if people really do go to hell, okay? Why would you want to? Right? But you're not going to make that decision to not go to hell. Okay? That's not the decision that we make. The decision that we make is when we find out what life is really about and what Jesus really did for us. And, and what He did is he, he took me out of dying spiritually so that I'll live forever. And now, now, as I read the Word and I read about heaven, I can be convinced that I can live the fullness of this life till I'm done here on this planet and then just cross right over <laughs> into eternity. See, we're living in eternity right now, but, but we're living under limitations on this planet. Now, can we live a hundred years can we live 150? Can I get 200? Can I get 250? Three. 350. Huh? Who, who's the longest guy? Methuselah? What was it? 968 years. I, I, you know, woof. Man, that's a long time. Right? 900, that's a long time, Pops. What do you think? Huh? 968. <laughs> that's a long time. 968 years that Methuselah lived on the planet. So you can live here, but, but there's beyond this. So there's life beyond. And what he did is he took us 
from a destination that was headed to the pit. At least what, what I read in the Word. And now nobody has to go there. Because hell wasn't created for people. Hell was created for demons and devils. And all we have to do is receive Him. So I've been redeemed from the pit and translated to the palace. All of heaven. Everything that heaven represents on this earth and beyond, He redeemed me from. That's who I am. Bert Wimberly is redeemed. My destiny is not hell. My destiny is heaven. Because I believe it. You know, I don't have to try to I do enough today to get there. No, no, no. It's not, it's not by my works. It's by His grace. It's by what He accomplished. And what it does is it empowers me to do right. Yes? He's redeemed me from sickness and disease. I am the healed in Christ. Why? Because, because I'm an heir there's no sickness in heaven, and I'm an heir to health and healing. But you, get, you, get, you, you have to experience that when you don't feel well. You know, you know what I'm saying? You can talk about that all day, but what do we do? What do we do when we don't feel well? Something attacked my body the other day. And man, I could just feel myself kind of giving in to the thing. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. No. I'm redeemed. Talking to my wife later that day, I said, you know, man, the thing just attacked my body, and I realized, I realized I could give in to that thing or stand for wellness. And the only reason I can stand to be well, I can stand for being well, is because of what He did. He redeemed me. He took me from sickness and disease to health and healing. He redeemed me. Another thing that He redeemed me from, He redeemed me from poverty into His marvelous wealth. And we always think of wealth in, in, in the monetary world or realm, and, and it means that too, but that's the end result of living in the wealth and riches of His anointing and who He is and be empowered by Him so that we make right choices and right decisions. And what happens is, what happens is, what you set your hand to advances and prospers because you hear Him. We've been redeemed from and into. Right? We've been redeemed. So, I've got four minutes and I'm going to read these last three passages of Scripture real quickly to you. Just to leave... There's, a, there's many things that we've been redeemed from, but I'm just going to leave you with these. This is a great Scripture in the book of Revelation. Revelation 5 and verse 9. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us, He made me. Who am I? I'm a king and I'm a priest to my God, and we will reign on the earth. That's who I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ruler and a reigner because I'm a king and a priest. Why? Because I've been redeemed 
by his blood. Wow. That's who I am. Look at your neighbor and say, I think that's what you look like. I shouldn't say all that. You know. people, people don't like to say that to the person. Romans 6. I mean, no, Romans 8 and verse 2. Romans 8 and 2. And then I'll end with Galatians 3.13. Romans 8 and 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made Bert Wimberly free from the law of sin and death. I'm free. Who am I? I'm a free man. I'm liberated. I'm free. I'm not under the law. And when do you need to know that? When law is beating you over the head. Hmm? That's when you need it. And then Galatians 3.13, and I'll end with this. Who are you? Who are you? Christ has redeemed me. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed me. I'm putting this in first person for you because I'm saying it so that you begin to say this about yourself. Christ has redeemed me from, what did I mention? Spiritual death, sickness and disease, from poverty, and many, many other things. Christ has redeemed me through His blood and liberated my life. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law having become a curse for me, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come to Bert Wimberly in Christ Jesus, that I would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So I, every day, and, 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 and leave here thinking about this, The promise of the Spirit, where we read in Romans 8 earlier, where the Holy Spirit and my Spirit are one, and the Holy Spirit reveals to me, if I'll let Him every day, if I'll pray in the Spirit, if I'll listen to Him, and I'll listen to His voice, He'll reveal to me that I'm His boy. Right? I'm His boy. That the blessing of Abraham might come to me And that I might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So by faith, when I don't want to really take the time to listen, I want a situation fixed, or I want this thing fixed, or this thing worked out, or this situation, you know, just to move and remove, I begin to pray in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me and tell me and reveal to me what needs to be done. And and as I hear His voice... And I do what he says. That's where it produces the fruit. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not next week. Maybe not next you know, month. It may be another year. It may be a couple of years. It may be a whatever. But what's being developed in you is a no-quit personality that is going to stay with God, know who they are, and walk in that on a day-to-day basis. I mean, what else do we have to do? 
Eh, you know, I don't know about all that. So, what? Watch four more hours of your James Bond movie? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? You know, recreation is good, and recreation is good for the mind. Have fun. But not at the expense of no entrance of the Word. Because then there's no illumination, and there's no revelation, and there's no understanding, and there's no answers when you need them. I've got two things in my life that I am standing for today. Two things. And they're more real to me on the inside than if I had them in my hand. It's more real. And I'm telling you, as I've walked the journey of standing and believing for the two things that, that, are, that are already on the inside of me, there's no way it won't manifest. There's no way it's not going to manifest because I know who I am. If I didn't know who I was, I could be talked out of it. Yeah, but you know, it's taken a little while, and you know, yeah, you know, they're not working, and you know. Hmm? And he'll talk you out of it big time. But that's not us, amen? We know who we are, we are what he says we are, and we can do what he says we can do. Can you say amen to that? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. Glory to God, we thank you for your word. Lord, tonight, just, just grab the hand of the person next to you. <clears throat> yeah, it's a good idea. Just grab the hand of the person next to you. Father, tonight, we thank you that you've already given us everything. We are complete in you tonight. You've given us everything that we need to live this life and to live it victorious, and to live it well, and to live it prosperous, and to live on top and not underneath. You've empowered us. And Lord, we embrace the teaching tonight from your word, and we purpose to apply it, put it to work in our life, and we thank you, Lord, for the fruit that is bore as a result of being doers of the word. And we give you the praise tonight, in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, and amen. Um, as we dismiss tonight, um, I, I, just, I just want us to pray for the concert tomorrow night. And uh, I know, you know, if, if this won't take long, but I, I know that, that workers are in the back there with your children and all, and if you need to go get your children, that's fine. But I just, I just want us to agree tonight on a, on a couple of things. Um, you know, when you step out and do something that's kind of out of your comfort zone, you do something like this, a, a concert like this, and, and, and he's a, he, uh, David Crowder's pretty well known in, in America and in Christian circles, and he's, you know, a great guy, I'm sure, I don't know him, but I'm sure he's a great guy, and all that. Uh, we want great guys to come here. Uh, but, um, but, but there's, there, there, there's something in the atmosphere that, that, that happens. Change is what people are afraid of, and it's the only sure thing. 
when something changes or something, I don't know, there's just there's something that, that happens in the air. And, and, and you can kind of get afraid of change, and you can get, you know, as, as we've worked on this in, you know, over the last few months, you know, well, what if, we, you know, the thoughts can come, what if, what if tickets don't sell, and what if the people don't like this, or what, you know, and, and, and yeah, none of that matters. See, it doesn't really matter if you do what you're supposed to do. And God told us to do this concert, and, and we're doing it, and we're doing it with excellence, and it's going to be really good. But the enemy doesn't like things that are good, you know? He likes to disrupt things and stir up strife and stir up all kinds of junk, you know? So tonight, just really simply, just join hands with that person next to you again. I want to say, and I declare by the Spirit of the living God, I say that the principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, we declare tonight that you are rendered powerless and ineffective against this event, against the gospel going forward, against anointings being uh, manifested that, that even through music and words being sung that people's bodies get well, that, that certain things begin to be transformed because we've been redeemed. Tonight, Lord, we thank you Father, for something supernatural happening in here tomorrow night. And, and for all of the hearts of people that are serving and, and, and helping and doing their parts, Lord, that they do it with good attitudes. And, the, and that when the band comes and, and the people that are all a part of this and all the people from the city and all the surrounding areas where, where all the distance that they're coming from, that as they come, they come safely. And, and there's people even tonight that are contemplating coming and we call them in tonight in the name of Jesus. You need to be here. You need to be here. We call you in tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for a solid number of people coming to receive in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare that fear is cast down. We, we, we say tonight that discouragement is cast down in people. We say tonight that liberty and freedom will be administered and be received and, and, and minister to the hearts and lives of every person that comes in this place tomorrow night. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is freedom. And we give you praise. And we give you glory tonight. We pray, Lord, for the Gates of the City team tonight. Lord, each of the, those that are playing instruments and singing and, and, and the, all of those that are doing sound and, and everybody that is playing a part in this, Lord, we thank you for your supernatural anointing. Lord, if there's been stress or pressure or even discouragement or fear trying to come on any of them in any way, well, you know, maybe we're not good enough to do this or maybe we're nah, all that, all that's a bunch of lies. You are who God says you are. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I declare that this team that is an awesome team does an awesome job tomorrow night and nothing will hinder or stop it in the name of Jesus. We bless you tonight, Father. We give you all the praise. And everybody said amen. amen. Come on, give God praise tonight. Woo! Amen. And amen. And amen.